1: Listen to Season 2 of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I used to have so many men...
2: Radio's Pratt-Cast with Stephanie Pratt and Wells Adams.
4: Post Memorial Day weekend. It's a month. It's Tuesday? What day is it? (laughs) It's Tuesday. (laughs) Is it Tuesday? Wells and Steph hanging out with you in Seacrest Studios. Did you have a good Memorial Day weekend? Yes. What did you do?
5: I had friends in town from London.
4: Oh, I saw that. I saw your story. They saw dolphins and they were very excited about it. They
5: freaked out. Yeah. It was like so. And they've seen dolphins before. But, um, yeah. The they don't Brits. got
4: dolphins over there? Anymore? No.
5: Like, I've been with them and seen dolphins, like, on holidays. I yeah. mean, it was just so funny.
4: They were just trying to be cute for the camera. Oh,
5: no. They were genuinely like, LA is crazy. Really? Dolphins in Malibu.
4: Are they? Uh, so, who were So, who I actually went they? to
5: Nobu twice. It was a good weekend.
4: Yeah. Wow. It was an expensive weekend then.
5: It was. And I got a massage and a facial. Jesus. But I was all alone.
4: No, you weren't. Your friends were in town. You just said that.
5: Yeah, but, like... It was a long weekend. All
4: right. So who were, were your friends in town from? Are they from um, Made in Chelsea? They are. That's okay. how I met. Yeah.
5: So actually the like biggest friend of me ever. Wow. Yeah. So Lucy Watson. Yeah. Does she my know? my best friend now. Yeah. Oh, does she know she's a friend of me? No, we're not frenemies now. Oh, okay. But so how I met her. So I started dating this guy when in London six years ago. Yeah. And... He had just cheated on this girlfriend named Lucy, but I had no idea. So when I arrived and we were like out picture together, all the magazine covers were like, you know, Spencer's revenge and Lucy's at home crying and, you know, all this stuff. And so I was even wound up. Spencer was like, you know, she's horrible, blah, blah, blah. And I was with Spencer. I had never met her. Yeah. And so we had like a scene at polo and it was like so savage. Like a
4: polo game? Uh Uh-huh. Like in Pretty Woman? Yeah. Okay.
5: <laughs> so we had our face off. Yeah. And it was like nasty.
4: What on horses? <laughs> or you just like ran no, into one another? We were
5: we were watching polo.
4: Oh. We man. were drinking PIMS. Stop it.
5: In our Sunday best. Um, yeah, so we totally had it out. And then the next time I see her is like a week, two weeks later, and I walk into a scene and I'm supposed to be meeting. Okay, I'm gonna call him Spenny so people don't get confused.
4: Yeah, we're not talking about your brother. No,
5: here. no, no. Spencer yeah. Matthews.
4: It's a guy you dated.
5: Yes. Weird, by the way. Oh, uh, call him Spenny.
4: I know, but like the fact that you dated someone with the same name as your brother, gonna go ahead and say it kind of weird. You know, just gonna throw I, it out there. Everyone's thinking it right now. Really? Everyone's thinking it. Honestly. Sorry, I, so I would I my sister's an Amy, I married an Amy. Sorry. Really? Yep. Thank I support you. Steph in this. All Thank right. Thank you. You can't help names. I know, but like there's like a weird thing between you and your brother and a weird competition. and you start dating a guy named I'm Spencer. Living it's in, just...
5: I'm living in another country now. I'm though. just saying, I think people are thinking it. All right. All right. Well, you people are sick. All right. And I never want to meet you, <laughs> sickos. <laughs> you stay
4: home. But also keep listening to the podcast. Yeah.
5: Uh,. <laughs>
4: Okay, so. Okay, uh, so
5: anyways, the next time we see, so I think I'm walking in to see Spencer. Yeah. And I walk in and it's this girl, Lucy, and another girl named Louise, and they're both his ex girlfriends. Oh,
2: my
4: God.
5: So, you know, I was on the hills back in the day. So I'm like, okay, like, it's about to go down.
4: Earrings off, heels out, we're going. (laughs) Okay.
5: Um,. So I walk over and they're so excited to be like, he did it to you too.
2: Oh. And
5: I was like, what? And they're like, he cheated on you. We told you like he's, he cheated on you. And they were so excited to tell me, and I'd never even cheated on in my life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Spencer has been prompted by the producers mm-hmm. to make his entrance. Yeah. So he sees his two ex-girlfriends talking to me. And like, we all look up when the door opens and he's walking in going like, oh, you yeah. know, like he knows. And so he sits down. I'm like, you cheated on me. And, like, the girl, like, Lucy's just, like, beaming. She's mm-hmm. so happy. And I ended up flying home the next day. It was horrible. I, like, threw our, like, house keys at his face, and I flew home the next day.
4: Like in a temper tantrum? Or, like, were you supposed to go home?
5: Oh, no. He cheated on me.
4: Yeah, so you were like, I'm out. Yeah. Okay, got it. It
5: was cre- Like, I'd never been cheated on before. I was, like, devastated. Who did, he-
4: who did he cheat on you with?
5: Oh, my, this girl in Ireland.
4: Is her name Heidi? Cause that'd be really weird, right? <laughs>
5: I mean, it wasn't.
4: I don't okay. know.
5: So the only how the could be how that. the ex girlfriends found out was Louise was going through her little brother's phone, who's also on the show, oh. and he was at a personal. He was at an appearance. They call them PAs in Ireland with Spencer Matthews. Yeah, and then he texted Spencer like the next morning, being like, "Is the bird still in your room? We got to get to the airport."
4: Oh, yeah, because British people call women birds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like code or anything.
2: <laughs> it's a bird. Has the eagle Has landed? The, I was just going to say that.
4: <laughs> okay, so this was... So, so
5: anyway, so then, yeah. long story. I know I'm turning into my mother.
4: Yeah, no, this is great. Uh,
5: um, so then it's like Christmas time, yeah. and I get a weird email from Lucy. Uh-huh. And she's like, hi, I didn't know... I don't know, like, <laughs> I'm still doing this accent.
4: No, do it. It's okay. okay.
5: Hi, um, I don't know um, if you're going to respond to this or read this, but it's Lucy Watson. I got your information from the show. I'm coming out to L.A. after Christmas, like, you know, blah, blah, And she's like, do you want to get together? So I'm like, hell no. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But I'm also coming home from something that I can't explain to any of my friends. I've just been living in London and got cheated on, you know, by this guy on TV, like, you know my friends can't really support me because they don't understand. So I realized, oh my god, Lucy's been through exactly what I just went through. Mm-hmm. And so after like ignoring her for like 6 days, the day before she left, um I picked her up from her hotel and actually took her to Nobu and we just talked about everything and like it was the it was the best relief and like cathartic. Yeah, and like also I mean, I felt horrible. I was like, I'm so ugly. He cheated on me with, like, a random girl in Ireland. Like, that's how, like, worth this. You know, I went through the ringer on myself. So just, you know, talking to Lucy, and we've been best friends ever since. Oh. Yeah. Like, best friends.
4: So are they, uh, is she in a relationship now, or is this like a scouting mission? So this is how I saw it from watching your Insta stories. It was like two cute British chicks
5: her little sister our other best friend
4: yeah okay like in Tiffany yeah wherever you go in Malibu we like they just like roaming for dudes like actors like was that like what they were here for
5: they were here for dolphins really yeah they both have very serious boyfriends
4: uh, okay
5: uh, Lucy actually met hers on the show
4: oh wow mm-hmm well I'm glad that you have like good friends from that show
5: and you know what that's what I'm really missing is my friends in London? Because really? I really don't know that many people here.
4: Yeah, you do. You know not, everybody,
5: but not, not now. You know, I knew them back then. Yeah. So I've, it's, it's been weird not having like that many friends to uh, call.
4: Yeah. Well, you can call me anytime.
5: You're always leaving.
4: I'm no, 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 no. You're going no, no, out of no, town no, no,
5: again. You're never here. I, why why do you have a podcast if you're never here?
4: Well, I literally have never missed a podcast. Well, you're about to. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to make every single one. All right, listeners. Hopefully. You
5: just heard that.
4: Um we've got a guest today, by the way.
5: Uh, it, that, mm-hmm. That's sad that I'm like not even excited. I go,
4: oh, <laughs>
5: I mean, you need to start bringing on people I get excited for. Well, how do
4: you know? You, you don't even know who this, this guest is. I
5: know, I'm worried.
4: Okay, so uh, we're bringing on a life coach named uh, Cherie Healy.
5: So are we just gonna meet with everyone in the LA we're gonna, county?
4: Yep. We're <laughs>
5: fix this, all right? <laughs>
4: Me again. I, think, I think you. We, I, everyone could use some life coaching, you know? I agree. But I think that, I mean, we talked to like a psychiatrist, psychologist. We brought in John Bon Jovi's daughter. I mean, we're bringing in everybody at this point to try to like get to the bottom of what's happening with me and with you and with the show and all that kind of stuff. Are you mad at me for doing this? No. Yeah? I'm excited. Okay.
5: But I also, I was smiling because I, I realized my problem, so. What's your problem? <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. And what? you want to know who told me that? Who? Derek.
4: Yep. Yeah. Let's just go into it. Have you talked to Derek recently?
5: No, not not really. So is it, over, is it over? Is it over with you guys? Yeah, just right now because I said I was like, you know, I'm. I can't remember what I was saying. Something about going out of town and being busy. Yeah, and he was like priorities. Yeah, and then like that's when I realized work will always be my priority.
4: Yeah, they can intertwine. But, but that was for like sure.
5: a huge epiphany.
4: Yeah. Really? You didn't know that about yourself beforehand?
5: No, for some reason the word priorities just like really rang a bell. Okay. And I was like, yeah, if I wanted you know, to get married right now, my priority would be you know, meeting people and it's different.
4: Let's go through your priority list right here. What's number 1? Work. Okay. So making money. Yes. Yeah. What's number 2?
5: I mean, it's kind of combined with one. It's just, like, making my parents proud.
4: Okay. Interesting. What's number three?
5: Um, watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm quite happy. Who needs friends when you can turn on <laughs>
4: Netflix and see all of Rachel and Chandler and about, Ross? i like, thinking about,
5: last week of, like, my nights. So I was like, hmm, Yeah.
4: It's a big part of my
5: life. Being alone is a priority. That's weird.
4: Wow. That's weird. Being alone for you is a priority. Wow. The fact that you're saying it out loud is impressive. A lot of us say it like in a in like a joking or like self-deprecating way.
5: I need to really absorb
4: that. Yeah. You would rather. You know, this is so funny. Like the dichotomy of this whole thing. Someone who wants to not be seen by anybody. Also, is on a show that's seen by everybody.
5: Oh, I know. It's the so I love attention when I'm ready for it. Yeah. Every single day that I'm not that I'm in the Palisades walking Max or whatever, no makeup, hair in a scrunchie, um, sandals, t-shirts, shorts. Same thing as Hawaii. Like hat always and sunglasses always. I and I look at the ground. I just look like. um not dirty, but just, like, I'm i am going for, like, a little high school student, you know, mm-hmm. with a hood and all that. Yeah. But I, like, That's really hide, hide from attention. Yeah. Like, I, unless I want it, like, I like to be alone and I always have a hat on.
4: Yeah, but your priority list lists working number one and number one working is being seen and having to be around a bunch of people. You know, so that's like your being alone was number four on that list. Oh,
5: my God. You know what it is? How you were saying intertwining, you can do that with can. relationship. Yeah. So I'm intertwining my work with being alone.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and number two, you said, was making your parents proud. I don't want to go and do a whole thing, but have you had any contact with them?
5: Yes. They had my dog this weekend.
4: Okay. So you got to be in contact with them because they're taking care of the most important thing in your life.
5: Um. Yes, my dad and I texted.
4: Yeah. And how's... My mom
5: wrote me another email.
4: And what was the, the vibe of it? The email? Yeah.
5: Um, like, if I had just read the first half, I, like, wouldn't ever respond.
4: Yeah, but the second half was...
5: Like, I might respond.
4: Yeah. Are you going to or not? What do you
5: um, think? I think I'm just going to CC her on an email to my therapist. And make an appointment.
4: I think that is a very good idea. Thank you. I think that is, and also a very, like... um... Because I don't want to
5: respond to the email because of the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But CCing her instead of also just talking directly to her. Um, Yeah. So you're going to compliment me? Sorry. Why did I cut you off?
4: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) what are you doing? At
5: least need to stop interrupting.
4: Well, I think that's a very mature thing to do: is to get maybe everyone in a room and talking with one another and having someone moderate it.
5: Like, yeah, like I'd love therapist. my dad to be there. Obviously, he's gonna be on the email too, but yeah, I don't think he'll be able to make the first one because it's weekdays and he's busy have to guy. Get, yeah,
4: whatever. I, I just as long the only thing that I really care about is that we're moving forward towards reconciliation. You know. Like, that is, to me, is what's important, because family is important in my life, and I know it's an important thing in yours, considering it was number two on your list of priorities. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm proud of you for doing that.
5: But number two is, like, I'm—thank
4: you—is
5: making them proud, but that's also, like, the demise of everything, because I feel like I've done so much, and, you know, why my brothers just sat at the beach house for six years, and, you know, I moved to another country, and— I've not stopped hustling, nutrition company, uh, designed clothing line, jewelry. Like, I have not stopped. I've done, like, four shows over there. I mean, exhaustion. Like, I only had Christmas off. And my brother just sat at the beach house. And, like, my parents just aren't, like, they, they don't, I don't know why they don't see how much I've done and give me slack.
4: Okay, so do you think that you do all these things, the jewelry line, all the television shows, the the nutrition thing, all this stuff, so your parents recognize you and then in turn are proud of you?
5: Not 100%.
4: But it's part of it.
5: Absolutely. So, like, all, all I this, want to do like, is like show them for everything they invested in me, yeah. the support, the love, I mean, you know, years of getting rejection and, you know, I've been through, I've it's been a wild ride for my parents and I just want to thank them and just be like, look how successful I am. Like I have an empire hopefully coming Mm -hmm. soon. Yeah. And you know, I just want to give them like everything and just like say, thank you for my whole life. I mean, you also need to remember like they saved my life, you know? Yeah. When, yeah. So I just, I feel like forever in debt to them.
4: Yeah. I, Listen, I don't know you guys that well just from like hearing like your side of things. But like when I hear about it, it seems so much more – your your hustle has so much more to do about them, them than about you. And I think that that's kind of an unhealthy thing. And I wonder if you f- start focusing on like your success – the importance of your success is about you being successful, not about someone else – appreciating your success and once you're able to like maybe shed that weight of like always trying to make sure your parents are proud of you then it, maybe you'll be it'll be a healthier relationship with them because I, I feel like there's in your eyes there's nothing you can do to make them put you on a pedestal as high as your brother nothing you could do i don't think you could be, i think in your mind you could be the president of the united states and they would still and you used to be like well they texted spencer more than they texted me but that's a healthy thing because becoming the president of the United States or building an empire or whatever it is, is awesome on its own merits. It has nothing to do with whether they appreciated it or not. And you're never going to be able to win that, win that argument anyways in your head because Spencer's always going to win because that's how you perceive it.
5: But it's just, I really appreciate that and I took that in and I think you're completely right. But the way that I'm spoken to and the text that I get, you know, saying like, really all you do is shop blah 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 like it's almost as if they think that i'm like this la probably what like the world sees me as like this you know dumb blonde who all i do is have a credit card and take my little dog everywhere but like that's just not the case and they treat me almost like that just because like they i i don't know why
4: do you do you resent the show for curating that uh persona
5: No, I mean, I am blonde and I do like shop (laughs) and I do take Max everywhere. Yeah, But there's more to me than that. You know, I work so hard. So when I get these texts being like, you know, you're really going to Hawaii for your birthday. Like, yeah. And they come down on me. It's just like, you guys have seen me at Christmas for five years, like asleep in a coma for like two weeks from exhaustion from like how hard I work. Like, and it's just like because of these texts it'll never it's i don't know it's screwed up it's like a psychological like head f-
4: yeah all right well we've got uh, we've got a lot to unpack um let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll have Cherie healy this life coach on and we'll just like talk through all this stuff i also want to get some like life coach information for me selfishly
3: no this is called Cast. okay that's
4: right <laughs>
3: <laughs> of course wells <laughs>
4: Okay, so I wanted to bring on this life coach because we're going to go through, I don't know, every professional in the greater Los Angeles area and try to fix Steph Pratt (laughs) Uh, and just fix everybody for that matter. Bringing on uh, Sheree Healy. She's a life coach. Sheree, how are you?
1: Hey, great. How are you?
4: I'm doing great. She's coming in with so much energy. I'm loving it already.
5: Hi, (laughs) Sheree. Thanks for coming
1: on. Hey, of course. Thanks for having me.
4: Okay, first question. How do I make my life better?
1: I mean do what makes you happy, follow your pleasure, take it seriously. Ooh.
4: Follow my pleasure.
1: What is your pleasure? Yeah.
4: What is my pleasure?
1: Yeah. Podcasting. You- <laughs>
4: Podcasting. I think
1: Bartending. it's important to do what gives you joy and and that opens up everything. Your work, your relationships we are everything. I think it's the point. What if you can't afford to follow your dream? <laughs> oh, well, that's a big bad excuse. You absolutely can follow all the joy. It's free. Oh, and I'm moment to I'm moment. I'm saying this for the
5: listeners. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, everyone would love to follow their pleasure, and but you also need to work every day to survive, so it's hard to,
1: I don't know. Well, that is a great, great comment. And I think what most people get stuck in is that they think they're mutually exclusive, that I can't have joy until I check off all these boxes or, you know, finish my day at work or go on vacation. And, and that's what I'm really on a mission to demystify that you really can experience joy, even if you, you know, have a job that, isn't your highest calling or isn't the dream job. It's, it's a choice moment to moment and it doesn't cost a thing. And I, I think that people don't believe that that's possible and they don't see models of it around them. So they think that they just have to tolerate, you know, a whole lot of struggle and then get joy every now and then. And I think it's actually the strategy that changes our work and our relationships and everything, regardless of money.
4: So, Cherie, I mean, we all have ups and downs, but currently, Steph is kind of, kind of going through a, a, a downward area. Sure.
5: I would I would just love to, like, get more advice on how to live your best life instead of making this
4: well, too no, much. No, my, my question is, is that, like, so, like, I feel like that's how life is, right? Like, it's it's ups and downs, it's peaks and valleys. Yeah. So with, since we have Sheree on right now, what is like some good advice for someone who's on kind of like a downward path and it hasn't kind of like started to go back up? Does that make sense? Okay,
1: good, perfect question. Seth, what is the thing that gives you the most joy right now? like, or, or just in life, like have you ever been a dancer or a surfer or an artist or uh, does that mean, any of those? Horseback rider. Horseback rider. Okay, so when you're horseback riding, are there moments where it gets a little hairy like if you're out on a ride and it and the horse is going through some canyon territory where it gets tricky?
5: Never I've never yeah, I'm like die hard been riding my whole life.
1: Okay, so there you go right there that if you can cut and paste the way in which you are on top of that horse when you're in a downturn like, you know, you're in the down moment right now, but if you can be like, I'm riding the horse, tell me how you would approach the down. Um, I just
5: try to keep my perspective, right?
1: Cause you have to do that on the horse, right?
5: Oh, I thought you, to you be were really saying, clear. I thought you were, sorry, I misunderstood the question.
1: Well, think about like how you are when you're riding. Uh, horses are like the clearest mirror for us, right? They are really sensitive to our energy. And you can't tell a horse what to do unless you're in sync with the horse, right? Mm-hmm. So do you approach the down in life like you do when you ride the horse?
5: I'm sorry. I don't know how to compare riding a horse to getting out of a valley. Wait.
1: Wells, help me yeah Wells. well this is a great, this, it's <laughs> tricky right because it's a little abstract you don't think about that when you're in the valley but it's the same thing so i'll give you a concrete example like i'm i love to surf I, you just keep riding well what would you do if the horse was in a valley and the horse was in a down cycle right the ups and downs like well just said when you're in the down and the horse is struggling maybe because you haven't had that experience yet you can't go there in your mind but i bet you anything because you've been riding your whole life you would be in complete control of that horse and you would direct that horse through think, the, the uh-huh. valley
4: yeah I, I think what she's, she's making an analogy now, right that, yeah. so like it's a metaphor for yeah. that. you
5: you had some trouble too no
4: but i i, I understand <laughs> i did but i understand what she's saying like the, the problem that you're having with this metaphor analogy is that you don't have problems riding horses because you're really, really good at it. But, okay, so, like, let's say let's say the horse is the problem, right? And the horse is struggling down the rocky shoals or something. There's
5: no you... bad horses, only bad riders. Okay. Name the movie. Oh my name God. the movie. Anyone? Hidalgo? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to expect <laughs> emails, guys. If you can name that movie, I'm... Seabiscuit? No. Okay, sorry. Come okay. on.
4: But anyways, I so I imagine that it's like you you lean back or whatever, you take control of the reins or whatever. And I think that's what she's saying is that like.
5: You
1: take control.
4: Exactly, right? Is that what you're saying, Cherie?
1: Yeah, well, it's a metaphor for life. Like I'm a surfer, right? So everything in life is about surfers don't go out on the ocean to have a bad time, right? Yeah. They don't go out to suck it. <laughs> they go out to have a great time. And Phil Edwards, a great surfer of all time, always used to say like the best surfer out there is the one having the most fun. And so if you're under the rip curl, like you're down under the current, down on the bottom of the ocean, what are you going to do? Are you going to fight it and complain? <laughs> or are you going to like lay down and, and let the waves pass? So that's a metaphor for the way to live life because you identify with that, but your thing is riding. And that's where your strength is. I mean, you, you just bet it. There are no bad horses. There are only bad riders. So if you're a great rider on a horse, you can be a great rider in life. Oh,
4: man. I like that. It's the same that. thing.
1: It's the same thing.
4: I felt good. It's yeah.
1: your mindset, right? Because you can go into a downturn and say, like, something's going on with your family that you don't like, and and somebody's being uncool, and you can go, ugh, and, like, struggle with it and think about how that would work with your horse. It wouldn't work.
4: Got to get in sync with yeah. the fam.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you stay in your power. You know, I'm a great rider. I got this. And and you don't lose that same grace and that same strength in the way that you ride with all the challenges that come to you in life. You know, there's always a, a like a way in us. We have superpowers in certain areas of our life, and then we lose them in other areas. And it's only just because we forget <laughs> like how to be that great writer over here with family.
4: Mm-hmm. I got a question for you Shariq, because yeah. this is all this is actually something that's going to help me as well, but mainly for Steph. Steph's about to be back on television uh, and when you're going on television especially on a reality TV show, there it comes with a lot of like just negativity just thrown at you whether it's on social oh, media yeah. or just in, in the tabloids or whatever. Um like what what advice do you have for people living their best life that they know that they're about to get like some kind of hate or shade sent their way.
1: Oh, great question.
4: Thanks, Wells. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, let's go back to how you feel when you're on a horse. Could, could anybody throw you off? Could anybody make you feel bad about yourself when you're riding?
5: My trainer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cause your trainer can criticize you. Uh (laughs) Yeah. 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 So then that's, but I mean, like I get what you're
5: saying. So no, like besides, you know, authority.
1: No, sure. So that's a really good point right there is considering the source. Mm. If, if you're going to get direction from someone in life, it better be from like a trainer or a master or somebody who really has a lesson to give you something something to teach you, something that's of value. I
5: feel
3: that.
1: These so, caters, I don't talk to
5: anyone without...
4: Right? So if I start trolling you on the internet, it, it, then you can take it. Mm-hmm. But if it's some just random guy on Twitter, don't worry about it.
5: I don't it. know what authority you think you
4: have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the well, master.
5: Somebody,
1: somebody who you value and respect, who can add to you, who can be life-enhancing, or life-diminishing, you know? And and I think when you go out into the public like that, you are a great human who's brave and courageous who's saying, like, I'm willing to put myself out there for the sake of others. And, you know, do you follow Brene Brown? No, who's that? I don't. Brene Brown is a great author, speaker, and she basically writes on vulnerability and the courage it takes to be, like, a real human on the planet. And she said at a certain moment in life, everything changed for her when she realized that everybody's willing to hate on you and criticize you and give you their opinion. But it's the only the people that who are like in the arena who are in there getting sweaty and dirty and like actually putting themselves out there in life that she was gonna listen to. And I think you gotta draw that line before you go out there into the public and say, oh. I am only going to listen to people who are being as brave as I am who are being vulnerable, who are putting themselves out there like I am.
5: Oh, yeah, I mean, I would never give anyone the time of day that had no idea. And that's why I can't really talk to my parents. Like, they have no idea. They're not in the arena. Yeah. So I don't need to listen to their advice, anyone's advice that's not in the arena.
4: I call BS on that. Uh Uh-oh. I'm sorry I do because, (laughs) because, listen, and for the most part, like, my run on TV has been very charmed. Very few people have disliked me. But when people yeah. do come at me on Twitter and stuff, it hurt. And I know they're it's they're trolls. They might not even be real people. They could be bots. But it still pisses me off, and it gets and it gets under my skin. And I can only imagine for you because I feel like it's tenfold for you with with the the show is just kind of create creates much more drama than me being a bartender in Paradise or whatever. Um, so I call BS because I think those Twitter and those comments those those hurt. But I don't read them. Really. Well,
5: as you okay, well, that. okay Sheree, I
4: read them. What do I do? Because it messes with my head. Yeah,
5: is it? Should he be reading them? Like, do you think it's healthy for people to be so concerned?
1: I I think it's human. It's, it's a human condition. that we, we are wired to want to please and to be pleasing to others. We, we want to be belonging in the tribe, right? You want to be cool with people it creates a calm nervous system and a feeling of safety which is a human need if everybody is cool with us so i can get why well you'd want to go out and see am i cool is everybody all right with me am i am i doing well you want to be achieving and doing a good job so i get it and yeah you have to prioritize what's going to feel good like when we started the call i'm saying it's a really important thing to prioritize your joy and your pleasure in life like to to enjoy the ride you know we don't go out to ride a horse or surf or live our lives to suffer so Mm -hmm. if reading those posts and comments cause you to suffer then you have to ask yourself what is this serving? Is it trying to teach me something? Like, I think you're doing a great thing just by being out there, and and probably the way to shortcut, like, the need to go out there and see, am I doing okay? Are people liking me? Is to just be really clear. Why am I on this show? What is this show all about? Like, what's my big reason for doing this?
5: To entertain people. Well,
4: That's yours. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, okay, then like I wanna
5: make people laugh and feel things. I wanna entertain them. Yeah. Like I, back in the day I it would have been in the circus for real.
4: Yeah.
1: You I, know what's crazy stuff like that totally brings up that back in the day it was entertainment to go like think about like the old old days like Shakespeare. You would go to see a play to laugh and to cry, to feel the feels, right? To entertainment isn't just about being like happy, happy, joy, joy, and being pleased. Like, if there are haters and you're stirring people up and they're feeling feelings, then that's entertainment. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they'd be bored.
5: Yeah, that's what I want to do. So you're doing But that's also, like, how I check out, you know? Yeah.
4: But you check out when you go do the show? What do you mean by that?
5: Like, I'm just...
4: You're just working. Is that what you're saying?
5: No, let me circle around. I forgot my thought.
4: Okay. Well, one of my questions, going back to like the trolling thing and 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 like social media, but this is it happens to everyone. Like bullying is a real issue that's happening, especially on social media. What are your thoughts on like I? I don't know why this is. I get such a feeling of joy. When I clap back at people on social media. And I know that that's not like taking the high road. And they love it
5: though. Like, that's all they want is for like Wells to be on their timeline.
4: I know. So, yeah.
5: Yeah. like, people do that. Like, I remember back I in the know. day, I'd respond to something like, I don't actually hate you. I just wanted to see if you'd respond. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't, don't, don't. I respond. can't do it. No.
4: But I
1: love it.
5: Uh, well, if it, if it brings you joy, as Sherry would say, follow your pleasure.
1: Right, I mean, if it does well, and that's like kind of being in the game with you, and you think it's it's part of the entertainment. I mean, we we don't know what is what is yours. Like Steph said, she wants to be out there to entertain. What's your reason?
4: I mean, I like to I like to be entertaining. I suppose. Um, I mean, like why I've done reality TV shows is yeah, I think to try to be like the to be the funny guy or whatever. Now with what I do. I, learn, I find that I learn more about myself um, doing those shows than I learn about anybody else. And so, like, I feel like there's a lot of self-growth that has, has come out of all the shows that I've done. Um, right. But, but then I'm sit- sitting here t- telling you that I get so much joy out of, like, being wittier than a 13-year-old on Twitter. You know, like that <laughs> – I'm not really growing here,
5: but you are really witty. <laughs> That's the well, thing, <laughs> and the world it. does need to see the clapbacks. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> I get, I get the problem. It's like, why deprive yeah. all of us of your amazing clapbacks? Yeah. Oh, oh man, no.
4: I don't know what the what There's the answer.
1: Two parts- you though there well it's like you have a part of you that gets huge joy out of clapping back because it gives you a sense of power and significance and yeah. like i got you i'm i'm wittier than you like it, it does feel good at a certain level but why i say if you want to live your best life and you want to go into this experience being immune to the trollers you have to be clear about your purpose so if you say i'm going into this to learn to become, like, the best wells I can be to, like, I'm coming into this to grow as a human, then right there, you could up your game. And when somebody bullies you or, like, wants to do that, you know, trolling thing, then you can go, uh ah, okay, how could I respond to this in a way that would serve us both? Like, go print the EA on this person, you know? Do you, with- and. And teach you both a lesson, like go the higher road or or give that person love. Like we've seen it all online when somebody's being a jerk and then you come back at them with love and how they cry and tell you about what's really going on in their lives and how it's this hugely transformative moment. You know, if you were in the limelight and using your platform for growth, then it would be a very different game.
4: Like that's Wait, I a, that's like the rocks the game what, that's not mine. What I can't kind see of
5: that. um comments are you getting? Are they about your appearance? Like I think that will change a lot of this.
4: No, I mean like, I I, I is don't it something really,
5: that you take to heart.
4: I don't even know. Like it's okay. People are just petty on the internet, and you know. I I mean I get a lot of stuff about my girlfriend, and it's like all right, and obviously that is a sensitive subject for me because this is it, it's such like a man thing to want to like. Um, defend someone's honor and defend my girlfriend's honor, and the, mm-hmm. that annoys me. Uh, but also, I don't like talking about it because now I'm giving everyone the ammo of the things that they know will trigger me, and I don't need know if I need any more of that. I, Sheree, I, I know that you have to go soon. I, I wonder if you have any exercises for for both of us that could help us. I don't know, be better than we are right now.
1: Oh yeah, like a mantra.
4: Yeah, something.
1: Well. So, there are a couple things we could do. One would be, you know, there's this, this concept called primary question that means that we're all walking around in life asking ourselves at a very deep level something that is creating joy or not. So, a lot of people ask this question in all their experiences in life as they go throughout their day. This is Mary Kondo. What's wrong with me? Does this, piece of, me? this shirt yeah.
4: give me joy?
1: Yeah like what it, when when will my when will my day come or what how come I'm not good enough or you know there's there's a wiring in all of us that's kind of programming whether or not we're going to feel good or bad it's it's why like if you're going out to entertain stuff, it's like, am I doing good? Am I doing good? Like I was just in a relationship last year where I think my primary sort of question that was going on in my mind all the time at a very deep level was don't, don't mess it up. You know, Mm -hmm. it's an interesting thing. So if you get clear about what that is, like, I've got to win. Don't make a mistake. Do you, do you both have a sense of, of what that might be that's driving the experience for being on the show. Like, I've, I've got to do this well. Am I doing it well? Are they happy with me? Am I good enough? Like, is there anything that you can pinpoint?
4: Well, we were talking about this before we called you, and we, I think that we figured out that a lot of what drives Stephanie is is wanting to make her parents proud. And so okay. she so she does a lot of different things. She has a jewelry line, she has a nutrition line. She's on three freaking million different TV shows. She wrote a book. She's doing all this stuff. And we and I my point before we called you was it seems like you're doing a lot of this for someone else and not for yourself and I feel like that's an unhealthy thing. So I don't know what, what if you if you can touch on that.
1: Oh, big time. I mean, I think the the question, the whole experience of everything could shift on a dime. Like, I'm really interested in doing things that change things quickly as opposed to spending tons of time talking about it. So if the question is, are my parents proud? Did I make them proud? You simply change it to, am I proud? Yeah. Am I, I am. am I That's the problem.
5: Me? I'm like so stoked. I can't believe what I've done. I mean, the 15 minutes of fame is like inevitable, and to go from you know this huge show as supporting cast to make a, a whole nother career in another country, you know, to the point where I've designed a dress that's you know on billboards and tube stations, just I am so proud of how hard I've worked, and that's right. what's that's what's frustrating is I'm just like, hello, <laughs> do you, you know? still
1: care about whether or not they are
5: oh yeah I'm yes yeah. because it doesn't the way we communicate doesn't change it's still like what are you doing oh you're sleeping you're sleeping late and like it'll be like the first time I've had a lion in months it's just like bad timing. yeah
1: yeah okay so I'm but, gonna give you a practice because okay. you asked for a mantra and this will help everybody. And I, and I can give you, like, I could talk about it for days on end, why this practice is so powerful. But just hold that. It's ancient. It's been used for a million years. It comes from Hawaii. Oh, And yeah. it's called Ho'oponopono. Ooh.
5: Loving this.
1: Okay. Pono is magical. It's miraculous. It heals family relationships probably better than anything I've ever used with any client ever. We're (laughs) celebrating back
5: here, by the way.
1: Okay, good. Okay. So I'm going to break it down, and it's very simple. And all you're going to do is just say, all right, I'm sick and tired of feeling like my parents aren't proud of me. I am proud of me. I want to move into a new chapter in my life where I can feel my joy and all the things. And I'm just going to repeat this every time I have a worry or a thought that my parents aren't proud. And I'm going to let it work its magic. OK, and mm-hmm. and I bet you anything we'll be talking in like a month and you'll be like, Siree! oh, my God, it's so weird. My parents just called and said that they are proud of me. And, and we, we will not believe it. But it, this is what happens is people can go like 20 years not talking to their sister. And then one sister will start practicing a pono And then a week later, the sister will call and say, I don't know why I felt like I needed to call you. And wow. And then the relationship is paired. It, it's weird. Hawaii and is so magical.
4: Okay, so what does yeah. what, what she do? Does she, does she say Hipponopono okay. a bunch? Oh, no, oh, okay. no, no,
1: no. So this is the practice of Hipponopono, and it's repeating four statements. Okay. So I can send it to you guys. You can post it for the listeners, Yeah. or you can just take a quick note. It's very easy. So you're going to say these four statements. Okay. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And let me break it down. Because every time I even say it, I get the chills. But it's not saying, I'm sorry, like, Steph, you're wrong. You did anything bad. It's I'm sorry for the situation. I'm sorry for the pain. I'm sorry for the struggle for myself and for you. I'm sorry that we can't connect. I'm sorry that I even have had to carry this. I wish you were proud of me my whole life. Like, it's just I'm sorry. It's not I'm sorry I've done anything wrong. People get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. Um, please forgive me is not please forgive me I've done something wrong it's please forgive me of this bond please release me of this need to have your approval Ooh. right
5: it's, I guess I do this just not the magical Hawaiian way but I'm Christian and I do pray to God for all of these things daily
1: yeah which is great too the power of prayer is phenomenal you yeah. know but for everyone but it's but I different think yeah, yeah. And sometimes having a practice like Pono just allows you to get into a place where you let go. Yeah, like yeah. where you let the magic of the practice happen. It's not on you anymore. There's a lot of muscling in prayer. Not to say that it doesn't always serve and work, but I'm right there with you. It sometimes feels like a lot of, a lot of work. This just allows you to be like, I'm just going to say these things and let the magic happen. So if I'm sorry, then please forgive me. And then I love you. Thank you. So it's it just putting... It basically puts you in your highest self. It puts you back on that horse. Like you're riding that horse and like, I'm just released to this. I surrender. Do you know that's
5: I, my I, happy place, riding a horse in Hawaii?
1: Like we just oh, came full circle. Full circle. So you need to put yourself in the mindset of, I am I am stuck riding the horse in Hawaii. Like you guys, I don't need... Anything. And you repeat those four statements as often as you need to have you feel free and then just let's sit back and watch.
4: So the next time someone tweets to me something rude, I'm gonna reply with, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I love you. I love you. Thank you. And they're gonna be like,
5: dude, Wells is crazy. And then I'll be like, but <laughs> also
4: you used the wrong <laughs> form of your. So you're an idiot. <laughs>
5: There it is. T H E
4: R E. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sheree, uh, thanks so much Thank for so much. being on the podcast. You're awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna use the. I'm sorry. Please do forgive it. me. I love you. Thank you. Anytime. Because actually today I was having a bad day, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use this, and then
1: it's gonna give you all the growth that you could ever want. Well, wow. it's like when you were saying, if I want to learn, if I want to learn and use this to grow, I mean, just do that. And you'll be set.
4: All right. Um, Where can people find out more about you and uh, your life coaching?
1: Oh, man, I'm on Instagram as The Luminary. Ooh. And on on the line at com. It's spelled D H E R I E. H E A L E Y.
4: All right, everyone out there, if you're looking for some good advice from an amazing life coach, uh, Sheree Healy uh, is the lady for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, what a treat
1: to have you. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank You're you so best. much. Good luck with this new season.
5: Thank you. I need it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> we'll be calling you in a couple of weeks, yeah. I promise.
1: <laughs> Good. I can't wait. We'll talk again soon.
4: All right. Later. Thanks. Bye.
1: Okay. Bye.
3: Mother's Day is coming, and Mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint.
4: You weren't into it. I wasn't. Yeah.
5: It's hard, though, because, like, I know, like, how incredible she is. Like yeah. And you can be, we got her you on the be, show.
4: Dude, you can be transparent. You can be honest about it.
5: You know what it is? It's like I... It's like with anything. It's like even with dating. It's like if you don't have, like, some kind of connection. Like, I've spoken to so many life coaches, not just on the podcast. Yeah. But, you know, therapists, blah, blah. If you're not, like, vibing... With their vibe. Yeah. Like, you just kind of... Like, that's why I like these metaphors. I was just, like, kind of well, I, losing. Like,
4: yeah, I was feeling it, though. So that's the funny thing. Like, I was on the wavelengths with, with her, and I was, like, trying to think of, like... I was what like, you're... Pl- your well, where is my happy place? Because I think I, I do a lot of things that make me happy, but, like, for you, you have, like, one thing. It's, like, riding horses.
5: But it's not, actually. I just felt, like, sh- her questions. I just felt like I had to keep answering her questions. Yeah. Even though...
4: I think she was just trying to make you understand, like, she was just trying to give you a metaphor so you'd understand where she was coming from. But I'm stupid. No. I know. I'm kidding. Okay,
5: wait, go on. So you're, so you've got a bunch.
4: Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but like, um, but I like it. I also like. What's your priority? What
5: are your priorities? Maybe you'll see how they connect with.
4: I mean, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. I used to want to have a radio show. Then I got like four of them and then I didn't want any more of them. You know, then I wanted to be on a TV show and then I went on a bunch of them. I I don't, I think that like my priorities are just forward momentum, you know, like always like doing something new and better and and just trying to be the best at whatever I'm doing at that moment. And then also like doing well. Your dog's growling at me right now. It's not. Anyways, but I really liked it because I feel like I do get bogged down with like Oh, by the way, I
5: so relate to what you just said.
4: You know, I I get bogged down by that. And I think I I like this. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm going to use that. So anyway, Cherie Healy, I really appreciated that. I want to talk to her again, to be honest with you. But just like maybe like just by myself.
5: Yeah, I think you should. You know? What you were just like saying. I feel like we've really not given you enough time with all these life coaches.
4: No, well, I mean, like, we're focusing on you, you know.
5: But do you have, like, what is your number one priority?
4: My relationship and my dog. Those are my two biggest priorities. And my family.
5: Wow, okay, so before work.
4: Yeah, I think all that stuff kind of, it kind of finds itself. See. No matter what.
5: I just, like, I don't think I could ever put someone before work because if that person leaves... Then I'm just like I'm a fucking moron. Yeah, but like so that's giving up that job or you know not doing that, and I've you know okay. wasted all this time. Okay,
4: let me just stop you right there. There, if I went to Sarah and I said, "Hey, there's this job that I want to do that I'm really excited about," there's no way in a million years she'd be like, "I'm going to leave you if you do that job," like unless it was like porn or something. But like, <laughs> but like she would be supportive of it, you know. And so, like, it wouldn't even be an issue, like that she would hinder this my career in any way, and 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 adversity. Like, there was talk of well, anyways, if she came to me and was like, "Hey, I really, like, I'm really passionate about this one thing," then I'd be like, "Yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's figure out a way to make this work. This is great. More money." Yeah, you
5: guys. <laughs> I don't. You guys are really lucky.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I just think I think that you have a pessimist view of. Relationships, I think that, that in your past, relationships have always turned into negatives.
5: Because they always end. So it's just like I expect yeah. my next relationship to end. Yeah, And when it ends, am I going to be happy with where my career is? Yeah, but Or have- did I, you know, turn into codependent girlfriend and travel around and, you know, not focus on working?
4: I know. I think that there will be a moment in your life that you'll realize okay. that, th- that they can both coexist together and I okay. think that's when you'll be truly happy and I think at that point you'll also be like I don't really like I care about love my family this, this was a, a I was a big like I want to make my father proud guy for a long long time oh, really and I realized with my with my job choices that I was just never going it was just never gonna happen because he was like dude you can't make any money in radio. He was right about that. But he was like you can't make any money in radio and like what you're doing is like go be a finance guy. Go sell insurance. Be a, have a normal job. And I was like I just can't do that. That's just like not it, I will be unfulfilled. And it's so funny now because I'm successful and with whatever the hell I am doing and he's like thinks that like I'm the coolest the coolest job. Oh my oh. god, well, it's amazing. But like uh-huh. If I had like done that in the beginning and did what I thought would make him proud, I would be unhappy. And also he wouldn't be as proud as he is of me now. you know what I'm saying? Do you think he was kind of
5: saying like, you know, that's too risky, like get a safe job. I don't want to see you yeah. screw up your life.
4: Yeah. And I also think so now what I think when I when I talk to my father about my jobs and like my life, he's just so it's just so foreign to him. But I also think that what he's proud of is not like the paychecks that I'm getting or like the fact that I was in People magazine or some stupid thing like that, I think he's like, man, my son uh, was so much more brave than I ever would have been. I would have never tried to do that and tried to like make that my career. I wanted to be a doctor and and I knew that that would make me money or whatever. And so I think that his pride in me is not the from what I originally wanted him to be proud of, which was the job. I think he, he his pride in me now is like, I can't believe you you made that work. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have I would never had the nuts to do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Brave and, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
5: really nice.
4: Anyways, uh, I'm sorry. What? Please forgive me. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Let's switch gears right now. Um, I want to play a little game with you because we are 27 days until the Hills premiere. I said Hills weird, didn't I? 24,
5: 25?
4: I don't know. My notes here say 27 days, so we're going to stick with that. (laughs) (laughs) it's around there okay yeah it's, it's coming up pretty close um okay so we saw the we saw the trailer for the hills was released we didn't really learn much about it i don't know if you saw that
5: i think i don't know so yeah. honestly i do not know you guys okay like that can't be the trailer
4: yeah like, okay so you're not pleased with it
5: no like i keep seeing like full trailer here i think i like watched it once and yeah. i was like what um, I think it's just like kind of fun, like nostalgia. Yeah, you know. But no, the full trailer I'm hoping is not that, okay. and like it'll, it will blow your socks off.
4: All right, uh, Justin, and Bobby, and Idrina flirting a little in the trailer. Did you see that?
5: I mean, I think it's everyone's dream for them to get yeah together.
4: Are they like um like they
5: like Ross a big, and Rachel? They're a big
4: storyline. Yeah. All right. Uh, everyone looks good. I will say that. Like, I'm impressed that everyone's been able to keep it up.
5: Really? Kinda. Do we, do we look older? Like a lot older? I... <sighs> or like, do we still kind of look like we can pull off, you know, running around in LA?
4: I actually think everyone looks hotter because I feel like now that I look back on those like old trends. Oh my God. I, I'm just like, ah, I don't know. Ugh. A lot of rocket dogs. Oh. Yes! The you yeah! of rocket dogs? Oh my gosh. Um...
5: That's so funny you say that in this um, promo thing, that MTV for social media that we were doing. Yeah. They were like, they had me describe like what I would wear back then. Yeah. And I said, rocket dogs. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
4: Everyone's, um, all of my girlfriends in that, in that era wore rocket dogs so and they're just funny. huge wedges. Okay. Um, I wanted to play a little game with you. Uh, we want to get the, uh, to know the Hills cast like a little bit better through your eyes. Okay. So. I'm gonna say a name, and you only get one word to describe that person. Okay. Oh my gosh. You ready? And d- I want you to do it. don't think about it. Just say it.
5: No, I need to think about no, it.
4: No, you don't. Got to say it as fast as you can.
5: But that's just like word vomit for me. Like my, I know my that's thoughts why we're doing are this. crazy. But don't you want me to like actually think about it and like really get? I want it you good? to
4: word vomit, and then you can think about it, and oh, then you can oh give a different God. answer if you want.
5: You're sick.
4: Okay, you ready? Adrina. <laughs> Did you almost say the B word?
5: No, I almost said
4: Oh, okay. Interesting. Whitney. Smart. Hmm. Misha. Confused. Okay. Heidi.
5: Let's just skip. Just out of-
4: Do you want to skip your brother too? Yeah. Okay, Brody. Wild. Ooh, Frankie. Party, Justin, Bobby, Deep, Brandon, Hot, Steph,
5: <laughs> Me, Yeah, Emotional.
4: Ah, oh, okay, that checks out. Which
5: is so annoying. I wish I was like something else.
4: Are you the star of the show? No. Are you the star of the show? No. Who's the star it's of the
5: an show? Ensemble.
4: Who, I know. Who do you think is the star of the show?
5: All of us. We're all in it the same amount. It's because it's not a huge cast, you know? Yeah. It's not like we're a very tight-knit group, and it's like our group. No. What's that saying? No new friends?
4: Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I don't believe that. Okay? So if I was watching the show, because I'm going to be—so when this happens, when this starts, I'm going to be that guy to be like, so-and-so's a star.
5: How will you even be able to tell, though?
4: Like, when I watch The Bachelor, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who the main character is.
5: Who do you think the star is right now on The Bachelorette?
4: Um, I th- well, Luke. I mean, Hannah is the star, but but the thing about that show is that the lead is never the star. It's the cast is the star, and I think this right now there's two stars. I think Luke P., and I think Cam are the two stars. And they're killing it, right? Cam's now. gone. Yeah, okay. He was a star.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Did you not watch it again?
4: I didn't watch it last night. It was great. So good.
5: You did not.
4: Yes, I did. Ask me anything about it. How did
5: you know that Cam didn't go home?
4: I I mean, I forgot that, like, he didn't get the rose at the end, but, like, that episode, he was the star. Also confused is, does he have an amputeed leg or not? I I don't know what's happening. I
5: really, want to get to the bottom of that. It was the weirdest, Why didn't he show us?
4: Just, like, it was just so vague. That whole episode was vague. By the way, uh... Was it Tyler or Kevin? Just like left the show with like no real understanding of why. Hannah went to Hannah went went to the hospital. Hannah went to the hospital. (laughs) No one knows why.
5: Right? She just the next shot was just her laying in bed, (laughs) looking at her IV. Yeah,
4: it was so confusing. (laughs) And then and then Cam comes in and he's like, "I need to tell you about this amputee (laughs) thing."
5: (laughs) And my dog died.
4: Yeah, and we're like, and my grandmother died. Did you lose a
5: leg? What
4: happened?
5: It was a pile of dirty laundry on her. It was, it was like, and then during that hospital visit, yeah, my ten-month-old dog had to be real. Like it was nonstop. What I loved about that episode is, do you think he lied?
4: I, oh my god! I think oh? that he was making a lot of stuff up. Do but I think that like- produ- I think the producers and the editors were like, so much happened in this episode. I don't know what to do. Let's just shove it all in together and just hope for the best. Like. Do, do we need to explain why Hannah isn't at the hospital? No, don't worry about it.
5: She's exhausted.
4: Do we need to know if he has a he has a leg or an arm? No, don't worry about it.
5: That is so crazy. Like, why didn't he show us?
4: But anyways, back to... <laughs> exactly. I don't think he... Re- Maybe he did. I don't know. But back to the thing is, like, I watch that show, and I'm like, I know who the star is. I feel like when I watch your show, I'm going to be like, I know who the star is.
5: I'm curious who it'll be. Yeah. I, I could see, you know, Adrena and Justin being... Yep. Being the stars,
4: that's exciting. But,
5: or it could be leading you guys on right yeah, now. I know. What? Um, or you know, Spidey—they, they're front and center. They're always. definitely going to
4: be front and center. Yeah. But I—I'm telling
5: you, there's not going to be one star. Yeah. You're just going to be so happy watching it.
4: I can't wait. It <laughs> needs to happen already.
5: I know. I just like really want to see a trailer for it.
4: Are you about to go out to New York for press? Yes. How? What's your mental state for this?
5: um great i honestly feel great do you like so good
4: have you been saying i'm sorry please forgive me i love you thank you over and over again no need to
5: but i really want you to walk down the street saying that so people just think you're nuts
4: yeah people think i'm (laughs) I'm sorry please
5: forgive me hello i love you (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs)
4: Uh (sighs) we got some emails you want to rip through them real quick sure this is from aaron oh this is for me Uh, I have a question for Wells. I was watching the episode of this season's Bachelorette when the men all have to wear Speedos. I'm dying to know, do the men all get waxed before and or during the show? Oh, my God.
5: Best question. Yeah. Do you guys have a waxer?
4: I just can't believe they're all naturally groomed on their own. Um, Thanks, Aaron, for that question. Great question. I have a really funny story about that whole thing. Do we have time for this? Yes. What is our time limit? Yes, yeah.
5: we'll cut out the other part. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so before I went on The Bachelorette, and this is, please don't think less of me, but I had never been on TV, so I was just doing what I thought was the best thing for me, right? So I went and got my teeth whitened, which I'm happy about because they look better.
5: You know what's funny is my right. dad says he's a dentist, yeah. and he says crest whitening strips great? are just the best. Yeah. But- yeah, anyways.
4: So anyways, I got my teeth whitened. Not a sponsor,
5: but Chris, if you want to
4: yeah, be up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. So I got my teeth whitened. And then, so I have this thing where I am I have naturally olive skin. um, But if I don't get in any sun, I get really, really pale. And then I, I just naturally have like dark circles under my eyes. And I look better when I have a tan because then you can't see the dark circles because then it becomes the same kind of color. Gotcha. At least that's what my mother tells me. So I went and got a spray tan. Yes. Yes. This is a couple of days. Before, oh I know. God. Don't look at me like this that. All right.
5: Best. Oh my God. This is just, this made my day.
4: So I went and got a spray tan.
5: Oh my God. You're the first guy that I know that's done this. Really? No. Every... That's admitted it. That's okay. admitted okay. It. Okay.
4: So I went and got a spray tan a couple of days before I had to fly out to get you know walk out of the limo. So I go go get the spray tan, and um, so afterwards I went to go say say goodbye basically to my brother in law and my sister, and I looked like um, what, what's the Nash Bridges guy who's like way too tan with way too white oh, teeth
1: that
5: eats those chi- those Who?
4: chips. Don, I looked like Don Johnson. All right, like I was way too tan with way too white of teeth. And, oh, God, and like, your teeth. And my sister was like, oh my God, dude. Like, whoa. Ross. Yes, exactly. Oh my Ross. God. So I'm in there freaking out, being like, oh no, I went to, like, it's too much. Like, I'm too dark. It's too white of teeth. And so my brother in law, the entire time, is going, okay, so, but you got a spray tan. And I was like, yeah, man. And he's like, whoa. Well, are you naked when you do that? And I was like, well, yeah, like I no. want to, wh- why would I want to have like the whole point of getting a spray oh tan is that you take your, you, there's no, there's no tan lines. Wait a
5: minute. Did you, did someone airbrush you? Or are you going into a machine? Airbrush. Oh my.
4: So he was like, isn't so, that harassment? so he was like, wait, so you were naked. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, so did they like get your Franken and beans? And I was like, yeah, dude, like it was super awkward. And he was like, well, like, did they get, like, ev- like everything? And I was like, well, the weird thing was is that I had to lift up my ween so they could get the underside. No! Because I didn't want to have, like, a top tan ween and then a bottom. No one's <laughs> going to be seeing that well. <laughs> I know, but, like. You didn't even kiss her for eight weeks. <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> like, what if JoJo saw it? And she was like, wait, you, you have a tan on the top part of your ween and the bottom part of your ween is white as a vampire. Very confused. Wait, I So I got, so I was like, so yeah. So I had lifted up and then she had to get the underside of it. And he's like, oh my God, that's so weird, dude. So I was. Did you have to bend over to get the butt cheeks too? I didn't do, I didn't do the, the, the taint. So then, (laughs) so then I leave and I go film the show for, you know, a month and a half. And I come back. First place I go to hang out is with my sister and brother-in-law. And my sister's like, what happened? Like how did you get kicked off the show? Like, what was going on? Like, what's going to to be the feedback? And my brother in law is like, okay, okay, I don't care about any of that. I just want to know, did everyone get their underside of their wiener (laughs) spray tan? He's like, I've been thinking about this for months now. It's the only thing. And I've been telling all my friends, and I don't know what to think. And I was like, dude, what? And he was like, you told me that you had to lift up and they got the underside of your wiener. And I was like... Oh, dude, I was made that whole thing up. Oh. And he was like, wait, what? You made this up? And I was like, yeah, I just had my boxers on. And he was like, I've been telling everyone about this story.
5: I'm going to kill you right now. You believed it. Oh, my God. You, you've been looking at me. I've been like in like awe and bliss over this because I couldn't believe that guys would go naked.
4: Oh, so anyways, I did. Wow. I had my underwear on for that. Boxers, though? Not, yeah, no, like I have like, um, like very compression box boxer briefs, okay. But still, if you had a Speedo, you would have had a tan line, yeah. And I still had a tan line, like Uh a boxer pan line,
5: okay. Uh So, in the house though, did they have someone that like offers like some spray tanning or waxing? No, no, really. So, all the guys get waxed before,
4: well, well, I never got waxed, I definitely did like manscaping. But I definitely had, like, my chest hair was available. But like, there were a lot of guys that were just, like, I think they would shave themselves. Mm. Uh, I remember on last season, we had a guy named Vinny who was a barber, so he would cut our hair, which was dope to have, uh, because for two months, you have don't get a haircut. But I they cut were...
5: someone's hair in rehab. Really? Mm-hmm.
4: That I remember produ- producers didn't really want, want us to do that, because then all of a sudden, we look different for pickups, you know? Um. So... Um, but yeah, so anyways, that's my that's my funny story about uh, going on. Did you the do baths. anything
5: else, or just the tan and white teeth? That Did you was, get a facial?
4: No, because I have good skin. I don't don't need that. I definitely like tried to lose as much weight as possible. Uh, Not wait, what do you mean? I tried to get like thin because I was like you
5: supposed to get ten pounds. Oh my!
4: That's gosh. what was my thought process. It's true, you know, and it's it is true. Yeah, it's for sure true. So anyways, um. Yeah, and then in Mexico, they send a barber. There's, like, a, there's like one guy that works at uh, Escondida that can, like, cut hair, and he'll, like, come and, like, cut everyone's hair. I'm just really excited for your freaking show to start, all right? I just need it to happen.
5: Right? And I've happen. got, like, the perfect escape plan.
4: You do? What is it?
5: So the show airs on the 24th. Yeah. And it's going to be bonkers. Okay. I am jetting out to London on the 27th. Really? Mm-hmm. So I'll be on a plane for a good, like, 13 hours with my phone off. Just no emails and no shocking, you know, mm. headlines. Yeah, it's going to be delightful. And then I'm going to land in another country and get in a black cab and be like, oh, I'm in fantasy land again. And I will never, you know.
4: Okay, love this idea. Big problem. You have a show that we have to talk about. <laughs> What's happening on that show?
5: Totally. I'm going to watch it alone. Remember how my uh, priority yeah. is alone time?
4: Okay. In the but, dark. Um,
5: yeah, but I don't, you know, it's going to be, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm, there is a lot that is coming from me. So. Really? Yeah, I'm going to be checking out of the public's response. Because you know what? Bottom line is anyone on TV is going to get
4: Yeah, shit. of course. Literally. I mean, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm also excited for our next episode because we're going to tape it live from Wango Tango.
5: I'm so happy you can come. I know. Oh, and me too. I'm not going to Australia.
4: I know. I'm Yay. sorry you're not going to Australia, but like, have you ever been to Wango Tango?
5: Yeah, back in the... I think we filmed there, actually. I
4: believe that for We
5: sure. I was thinking about that the other night. I'm pretty sure we did film film there, yeah.
4: Um. By the way, the lineup is crazy. Taylor Swift. That's all I care about. The Joe Bros. Um, I feel like, uh, Halsey, is Halsey on it? Oh,
2: I love I mean, the, the
4: lineup is just ridiculous. And you can watch, uh, Wango Tango on June 7th at 8 o'clock on Freeform. We're gonna be doing our show live from there, so we'll be sober, for sure.
5: Oh, no. Remember what happened last time?
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, Five Sauce is doing it. Zed, Ali, Brooke, Ava Max, Fletcher. Oh, I love that Fletcher song, that Undrunk song. I relate to that song so much. I I was a well, little how it undrunk. Go? I wish I was a little undrunk so I could uncall call you, you never heard that song? No. Oh, it's so it's a good. Is it country? No, it's a pop song, but I have a terrible voice, so that's why that sounded like crap. Anyways.
5: Um, I'm going to listen to that. Um, oh, wait. Did you ever watch those shows that I told you to watch? Which ones? Those Who Can't.
4: No. I need to write that
5: down. And Tacoma FD.
4: Tacoma FD I want to watch. I've got a show for you that you probably know about um, because you're, you're British now. Um, Fleabag.
5: Oh, I started watching it. Oh, it's so good. I saw the first episode.
4: Such a good show. Okay. Big fan of that one.
5: So stick with it?
4: Yeah. Fleabag is great. All right. Let's go. Let's get out of here. All right. See you guys. Hills, yeah. Show's over. Follow PrattCast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.